0: Well, here we are again. Welcome to The Inner Life. Hi, I'm Josh Raymond, and glad to have you here with us on this Thursday, November 17th. Just one week up from Thanksgiving. Are you all set? Did you buy your turkey yet? (laughs) Or are you doing something different? Are you doing ham or something else for Thanksgiving? Glad to have you here again for this hour of spiritual direction uh, that we devote this hour to every single day on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. So now if you are sitting in some sort of crowd, if you're you know, watching somebody speak or perform, they're up on stage and they ask for a volunteer. Are you the kind of person, raises your hand immediately, are you willing to go up there in front of everyone and be that volunteer, or would you rather stay in your seat, be unnoticed, just watch from afar, watch somebody else go up on stage? I'm the latter kind of person. I'm not going to raise my hand if somebody asks for a volunteer. But back in 2006, my wife, Belen, she and I were at this family catechesis event that our parish was doing. And at the time, we had our four small children. Um, They were sitting there with us, and the leader at the front asked for 20 different families to volunteer, for somebody to come up from each of the families there at the front without even looking at me. Belen's hand immediately shot up into the air, and I turned to her in a bit of horror, you know, wondering, oh no, what are you getting us into? But she just smiled at me and was quickly called up to join others there at the front. Now, right before calling on the volunteers, we had all read together from the Parable of the Talents. This is from St. Matthew's Gospel, and this is the story, if you're not familiar with it, Jesus tells about how there's this man who he gives his servants, three of them talents, to be used while he's away on a journey. Two of them invest the talents, they double what they were given, and the third servant, he just buries his in the ground. He doesn't do anything with it. He's the one who's punished by the master when he returns. The other two are rewarded. So we just heard this, and then Balen, along with 19 other people, she and they are all standing up there at the front, and they Then each one of them are given a $100 bill. And then they're challenged to take that money, that $100, the representative talent that they're given there, and use it in a way that will multiply the good and help build the kingdom of God. And there were no other guidelines given. completely up to you to decide how you're going to do that. So we got home that evening, and we started discussing— what we might be able to do for this project. You know, the easy option is take it, donate it to a charity. But we kept on going back to the idea of how we could multiply the impact of that money. We ended up contacting a local food pantry that needed uh, – well, they, they helped homeless in uh, our, our area, low-income families, people who need food, and we asked them, is there anything – that is, you know, maybe some sort of special item that you need for your ministry. And they told us that they were in desperate need of a new snowblower to clear the sidewalks for people that come to their pantry in the winter months. And they said it would probably cost around six, seven, eight hundred dollars $800, something like this. So now we had this kind of goal. And we decided, well, let's use that initial $100 to buy some baking supplies. And then we would attempt to sign up people for weekly deliveries of baked goods, cookies, brownies, things like that. We would do that every Saturday over the span of six weeks. And the final Saturday, it would be – just happened to be the weekend prior to Thanksgiving. So then we would uh, – each person or family that signed up, they'd get their choice of either a pumpkin pie or a pecan pie. And each person or family that signed up, they would then pay $25 for their weekly delivery of cookies or desserts. And as long as we had 30 people, that was our math. If we had at least 30 people sign up, we should be able to make that donation that would be enough for the food pantry to get a snowblower. Well, we got more than 30. We actually had more, uh, we had 46 people who signed up. And many of those people, they gave more than just the twenty-five dollars we were asking. You know, there'd be an extra five or an extra ten dollars here or there that was donated along with their twenty-five. And one person, uh, we were a couple weeks into this project of baking and delivering all these desserts, and we got a call from one of the people who said, "Hey." I was actually in a car riding with this person who happens to be the president of a company that makes and manufactures snowblowers. And he wanted to just donate one of their machines to the food pantry. So that's what happened. Not only did the food pantry then get this new high-quality snowblower for that winter, but we were also able then to just donate all of the money. More than $1,000 is what it came to to the pantry. And it all started with that $100 just as that seed money. And it was honestly amazing to see the generosity of people once we started this project. And all it took on our part was just a little extra effort, you know, (laughs) Just, just mix up some cookies, put them in the oven, drive them around, drop them off. And we saw the growth of what God had given us to work with. Now, looking back at that parable of the talents, It's, of course, not only money that we should be using or investing in an effort to grow the kingdom of God. We should look at our abilities. If we have a gift or some natural aptitude in a certain area, how can we develop that? How can we invest it so that it can grow? It can have that kind of multiplying impact that will ultimately result in the salvation of more souls. Well, this is what we want to talk about today on The Inner Life, and I'm very glad to welcome back to the program Father Michael Martin. Father Mike is a Franciscan priest, and he is the pastor of St. Philip Benizi in uh, Jonesboro, Georgia. Father Mike, welcome back to The Inner Life. I hope you're having a great day.
1: Josh, yeah, it's really good to be with you. Thanks so much for having me back on, and i uh, uh, greetings from a little chilly, uh, Adla- uh, the Atlanta area. It's a little, a little chilly here today.
0: Well, uh, you know, <laughs> every time I hear somebody I down can. south who says yeah. it's a little cold, <laughs> I, I always just kind of <laughs> smile. You know, yeah, uh, yeah. being in the Upper Midwest where it's below freezing most of the time, I, I, I guess I feel a little sorry for you, but not all that sorry, don't. Father. <laughs>
1: don't, don't. I, I, uh, I, I feel your pain. I. Uh, I lived in Buffalo for
0: six years. Oh, there so you go. I, so you're very, you're very familiar that. with that weather. Yeah,
1: exactly, exactly.
0: Well, so Father, I gave a, you know a little brief summary of that parable that Jesus tells in St. Matthew's Gospel, but maybe you can walk us through the parable in a little more detail and highlight some of the key things that we should notice from this story that Jesus tells.
1: Sure. Um, first of all, I mean, it's just a uh, Matthew's gospel uh, is, is the preacher's dream. You know, there's just so much uh, in Matthew's gospel that uh, allows for us to unpack and make application to our lives. But I think the first thing that jumps out uh, to me uh, in this parable is that um, the, the, the people in the story uh, are servants. And I even listening a little bit to your your intro story about um about your your wife and it's a little bit of a um bugaboo for me you know we talk about um volunteers you know and and i try my best here at the parish to stay clear of that word that you know you volunteer for the red cross you know but we're servants right right we you know we're we're here to serve and so out of the gate in this story uh, it it frames the story for us in a way to realize that what we have been given has not been given to us for our sort of own use, but we've been given it because we are servants. And so I think that that's a that's a a, a first uh, kind of a starting point. The second is um, you know the the amount of talent that's given. And we can obviously talk a little bit about that uh, moving forward about, you know, what a talent means and, and the like. Um, but I also think that there's um, there, we we should reflect beautifully and, and joyfully about, you know, I'm glad there are people with more talents than me, you know, that it, I don't have to be the, the one with all the talents, but um, whether or not I've got one or three or uh, or two or five or whatever is is, is in some ways is immaterial. Um, the other thing that I, I think in this story as it as it proceeds uh, on is uh, after a long time the master of the servants came back and just the gratuitousness of the master to say, hey look, take some time you, you don't have to you know deliver, instantaneously um, you know in the it, it's interesting as we're living in the aftermath of um, you know one of the uh, pseudo currency uh, deals that have recently kind of come to um, come to the fore as being maybe not as solid as some people as some investors would have liked to have think that there is no quick way um, to to invest and see growth in what it is that we've um, we've been given and what we're tasked, what we're called to do is going to is going to take some time. So um, I, I just think that's another kind of highlight that I um, uh, that I want to make. The, the last thing I'll I'll just throw out without you know reading the entire uh, parable, but it's the harsh words that the master uses for the. Uh, for the servant who uh, who buries the talent. And I I kind of preferred the the old translation from whatever it was, 15, 20 years ago or whatever, but uh, where it said, instead of here, it's you wicked, lazy servant. Um, I, I kind of like the you uh, worthless, lazy lout. I kind of <laughs> thought of that this is so powerful, you know, such disdain for The person who's been given something and out of fear does nothing with it, you know, and and that there's consequences for that. So, I I mean, I I I know, like I say, we're going to unpack different parts of this, but I just, you know, this this reckoning that will be a part of our lives uh, is to be taken seriously. And uh, and I I think we don't have to, you know, Question: Whether or not God has a um, some some real purpose in mind when He gifts us the way that He does.
0: Well, and you know, even to kind of build on that theme further, noting the surrounding context, what's being said on either side of this single parable of the talents, it's kind of this right. continuous. Uh, teaching that we get from Jesus, even going back to the prior chapter. So the, the parable of the talents is in Matthew chapter 25, but in chapter 24, he G- Jesus is starting to talk about his second coming, that we should be prepared for his return, and he, he ends up talking about how no one will know the day or the hour. He gives then multiple parables, not just this single one, but right. multiples uh, th- uh, about people who aren't ready people who weren't watching for his return or the return of the master. You know, in these different parables, of course, he is then the master who is going to return. And this parable of the talents, it's kind of the last of those ones of the master and those who aren't ready for his return. And right after that, then Jesus, he goes into talking about the final judgment where we're going to be put into one of two camps, the sheep or the goats— And which makes us then look and say, did we help those in need that we saw? And by extension, helping Jesus, you know, when you helped the least of my brothers or sisters, you did it unto me. Or did we ignore the needs of those around us? And so this is, you know, he's gone through all of this explanation, parable after parable after parable, about people who aren't ready, and then gives us the basis on which we are going to be judged. So... You know, I, we we usually want to point out the positive side of things, but we also shouldn't ignore that this is really a great big warning that Jesus is giving each one of us. Don't be lazy. Don't procrastinate. You need to get yourself ready and do the good things that you know you should do right now. You need to do it today. So
1: true. I, and, you know, it's, it's beautiful in that we're talking about this today when— um, you know, these last few weeks of, you know, the end of the liturgical cycle, the end of the liturgical year, you know, our focus has been constantly uh, being directed by the scriptures towards that end time. And, you know, not so much, you know, focusing on when it's going to happen, uh, but rather, you know, why and, and what, does that, what does that mean for me? And how do I have to be ready um, not so much to, to be so fixated on the, on the date, but rather uh, to recognize in this moment, I am richly blessed and I have a purpose that um, is inescapable at the end. You can't run from your ultimate purpose at the end of time. Um, none of us can. Yeah. And we will confront that then. And so better to confront that now as well.
0: Right, you know, it's. I think it's also worth looking at these being the last parables that Jesus tells. At least here in, in Matthew's account, right? Uh, before then, the very next thing that happens is he goes to Bethany. He's anointed with the the um, the valuable perfume. The woman who comes in. There's the Last Supper. There's the crucifixion, and so to me, it's almost as if we hear Jesus saying i've taught you a lot of things you know you've been with me you've heard from the sermon on the mount at the beginning of of my public ministry here but before i go let me leave you with this that's kind of almost what it seems like to me this this is really important <laughs> pay attention to this this is the last thing i'm going to tell you before i'm going to be entering into my passion
1: sure i i i do think that um we can we can say that there are some pretty substantial um, teachings of Jesus. Some that seem to engender um, in in Jesus more of a passion um, when when he's speaking about them, and not to say that you know others are are less important, but rather to say, hey, we should take note when Jesus rarely talks about, not, I shouldn't say rarely, but not not frequently does he talk about, you know, the kind of punishment that is um, held in store for the uh, the servant that, you know, out of fear does nothing. you know. Right, and so right. um, that does, as you're saying, you know, these these final words of Jesus, so to speak, uh, before his passion, Um, He clearly wants to set the table for um, his disciples who are going to have to step up, who are going to have to dig deep within themselves to realize the talents that they have been given and how, uh, you know, as you pointed out in your earlier story, that, you know, it's not just enough to use them. You have they have to be multipliers and uh, and praise God and the Holy Spirit praise God, the Holy Spirit that Yes, they were multipliers.
0: Yeah. Uh, Talking with Father Mike Martin today, he is a Franciscan priest. He's the pastor of St. Philip Benizi Parish in Jonesboro, Georgia. And today talking about the parable of the talents, how we use the gifts, the talents, uh, the, the natural aptitude that we have, whatever that is that God has blessed us with, how we use that for good, for the work of the kingdom. What are some of those talents or those gifts that God has given to you? How are you using them for his glory? How have you been able to invest in those? talents, those abilities, so that you can multiply them, you can do more for God and his kingdom. Maybe you have a question that's come to mind as you're listening to Father Mike kind of unpack this for us. You're welcome to call in and join the conversation. Our number here in the studio, 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149. Our email address is relevantradio.com. Uh, Father, before we uh, take our first break here, let's also talk about that word. You made mention, you know, trying to look at what Jesus means when he uses that word talent, and not confusing it with our moder- modern understanding of that word talent, but at the same time, it seems very, very providential that that is the word we have when we look beyond just monetary means of building up the kingdom of God. Can, can you kind of give us some historical context on what Jesus is talking about with that word talent? <laughs>
1: Sure. Um, certainly, it it has um, varied um, um, units of measure uh, uh, attached to it uh, at different times in uh, in human history. But I think the the real um, interesting part, as it relates to this particular passage, is um, that it was a um, it was a, a a precious metal of some of some kind. And it it had tremendous value and that a master would give, would, would invest in a servant with this kind of precious metal is, is almost unheard of. And so that's, I think, a, a, a dynamic here that we, you know, we have change in our pocket that, we wonder, you know, are they still going to keep making the penny that costs two cents to make, you know, like we have uh, units of, of, we have coins uh, that uh, for, for the most part are relatively worthless. And so when we think of this as some sort of coinage, um, this talent, you know, we can maybe dismiss it as, uh, as common as the change we keep in our car or in our pocket. And it's, it's not that at all. It, it has a um, a substantial, um, you know, again in a in a, uh, a an economy of Jesus's day that you know was much more bartered than than anything else. To actually talk about having some unit of measure that was a, a, a you know a coin of some some heft to it is is pretty remarkable. So. Um, but, but I, I would also caution that too much fixation on trying to really establish the worth of the talent, um, can lead us, I believe to overemphasize, uh, our greater talents and skills, um, in, in deference or not in deference, but in, in, Sort of dismissing our our lesser talents, you know that uh, I, I think to get a, a better picture of of the investment that God makes in us uh, is to understand all of it as as connected, and so um, not just pulling out that that one rich coin of ours, where I'm a really gifted speaker or I'm a really gifted dancer or I'm a really gifted athlete or whatever it might be is almost to minimize the importance of some of the other talents that may not have that kind of uh, weight.
0: Right. Well, and then it it has the danger of making us see even ourselves, not just the outside world, but us see ourselves as merely two dimensional rather than three dimensional full human beings who have, such varied capacity to impact different people in different ways, impact our world in a variety of ways. Again, talking with Father Mike Martin, I need to take our first break here, but also again want to invite you into the conversation and the phone number 888-914-9149. What are some of those talents, those gifts, those abilities that God has given you that you are using for the church, using to build up the kingdom of God How have you invested in those? How have you been able to grow those abilities in your own life to see that multiplying effect? And again, the phone number, 888-914-9149. Stay with us. We'll continue our conversation in just a moment. You're listening to Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. We receive over a million prayer requests every year, thanks in part to the Catholic Order of Foresters studio line, helping us stay connected to your intentions. Learn how our sponsor can support your family with life insurance at relevantradio.com Forrester, an Illinois life insurance society not available in all states. Welcome back to The Inner Life. I'm Josh Raymond. Today, speaking with Father Michael Martin. He's a Franciscan priest. He's the pastor of St. Philip Benizi Parish in Jonesboro, Georgia. Today, talking about how we use the gifts, the abilities, the talents that God has given each one of us, how we not simply use those, but how we can uh, invest in those, how we can uh, make those grow so that they have a larger impact. They have kind of a multiplying impact on the world around us for the salvation of souls. And how have you been able to use those gifts, those talents, those abilities, so that you can do more for God, for his kingdom? Our phone number here, we'd love to hear how God has been working in your life, 888-914-9149, 914 uh, 9149 Father... As we are talking about, you know, being able to use our talents that God has given to us, you said, you know, it's, it's important not to get focused on maybe the big obvious ones, the ones that come very easy for us to the point that we would not recognize or maybe ignore or those big talents overshadow something that maybe is a little smaller, but we still have that as a gift from God, if I'm someone who I say, well, I, I can recognize, you know, this one area or, you know, this one ability, but I'm not really sure about maybe some of those lesser talents, those lesser gifts, and God's given to them to me, he wants me to use them for his kingdom, but I, I just, I don't recognize them. How, how do I identify those lesser talents that you were talking about?
1: Yeah, great question, Josh. I think um, one of the things that um, has to be uh, in the forefront of our discernment is um, shedding any of the um, uh, optics that the world gives us about what uh, is what are valued gifts or talents. And when I say that, it's not to, you know, minimize those gifts. Uh, But rather, sometimes it's so narrow that uh, unless we're this, this and this, well, then I have no I have no talents to offer. And so, um, like I say, first and foremost, let's not look to the world to give us an understanding of the talents that we've been given by God. Um, And one of the, uh, I think, interesting dimensions of that, I'm a former high school principal and and. You know, our world so values people who are studious, you know, people that, um, that you know, love studies. And, you know, there's a whole host of God's creation that, you know, doesn't, you know what I mean? And, and so just to see that that doesn't mean you're less gifted, you're less talented, but rather it simply means that you're. Uh, your talents uh, may be in other areas and we got to celebrate that. so that, that would be first. Secondly, um, I always think you know trying to you know I've heard the the old adage you know it's where my gifts uh, meet the needs of the world you know and, and so what does the world need? and where where do where does my skill set connect with that? I think that that's a great uh, question for, prayerful reflection for just sitting back and saying, wow, you know, I, I, um, the world is chaotic and I'm a quiet person, you know, quiet and the loving quiet is that's a talent also, you know, it's so it can be myriad, you know, when, whenever we start limiting God's ability to be creative in giving us talents, shame on us, shame on us. We've, we've just, uh, uh, we've, we've set the, set the table incorrectly. I, I would just say again, and maybe I'm, I'm describing how to discern it more by uh, negatively, you know, like don't do this and don't do that. But I think sometimes those uh, filters can be blinders that keep us from really in, uh, appreciating the many ways in which God blesses us. Yeah.
0: I, I really like the suggestion of what are the areas that you see in need? And yeah. is, that, is that something I can do? And if I can, well, that might be a good first step right there. Uh, you know, and, and the the natural abilities that we have, the way that God has gifted us, um, you know, if, if you're an accountant, you might help your parish with their finance committee, you know, or if you have experience teaching, you could volunteer for sacramental prep or be part of the the team that puts on the RCIA program, even a teenager who enjoys babysitting, you know, there might be opportunities at your parish where you can help so that young parents they're able to participate in different events at the parish, or if your parish maybe has a nursery area during mass, you can help out there. So there's all kinds of different ways, but I I, I guess also there are different things that we see that are so much more obvious and public in the way that people use certain talents, I I, I think we have to be, you know, straight (laughs) with ourselves that we don't allow ourselves to get discouraged if we're not the one up in front who is lecturing or, you know, cantering at mass, or we're not the ones who are, you know, we're not the ushers that are helping at mass, or you know, some of those more visible roles. It might be something where, like you said, there's the ability to help as a quiet, peaceful individual somewhere in the background. A lot of people would actually like to be in the background, I'm sure, but, <laughs> but, but uh, you know, just the, that's not to look at that and say, well, just because you're not as visible in that way that you are contributing to, whether it's your parish or in some other way, even outside of the, the parish walls, that, that it's not just as valuable.
1: Yeah, and I also think that the the last unit of measure that we want to use is how much I get out of it, you know, that, oh, I really enjoy doing it, so that must be an indicator that God's given me this talent. Sure, I mean, to me, that, that's a bit of a benefit, you know, it's like the cherry on top, but sometimes, you know, we're given talents that are, um, you know, that aren't necessarily fun or aren't necessarily applauded or aren't necessarily, um, as, uh, spiffy and, and, um, and, and so it, it might be something that I I'm, I'm good at, but I'm not really crazy about, you know? And so it, we shouldn't measure the gift that we've been given by the fun we have using it yeah. that really, uh, again, back to the parable, these gifts are being given to invest and to multiply, and so the multiplication um, isn't done for the purpose of it being being given back, even though that's what ends up happening. And isn't that the joy of the, of the gospel? You know that right. every time we find ourselves giving at that level, we always receive back in in multiple ways. But rather, um, sometimes it's the, the use of the talents going to require sacrifice.
0: Yeah. Well, and on the other side of what you're talking about there too, um there might also be where there's a worry that you know, if if I am going to possibly personally benefit from investing in whatever that ability that talent is that we want to kind of keep separate any reward that we might experience personally that could be associated with doing the work of God. you know. And, and I, th- I think, as you're rightly pointing out, we need to be on guard. We don't want to use what God has given us merely for material or personal gain. But there are going to be many times where, when we are investing, where we are trying to develop and bring out even more of what that, that ability or that talent is in what God has given us, like you say, naturally, we're just going to benefit in many ways. So I, I'm I guess I'm thinking as long as we keep our focus that the priority is on using those talents for God, following his will, then we also shouldn't be overly worried and let it be kind of a, a you know, have it stall us if we're worried about the other ways that we might see benefits, you know, personally or monetarily or materially. Does that make sense, Father?
1: It does, and I, you know, I here's a, a way that um, if I'm understanding you correctly, that I, I could, you know, I, I've been blessed um, to to not only love preaching, but um, to have people tell me that they they very much appreciate my my preaching. And there was a time when people would, you know, come up to me and say, oh, Father, that was a really wonderful homily. And, and I would, you know, be more self-deprecating um, until, you know, I, I really realized that that's That's a, a, in some ways, a diminishment of the of the talent that's been shared with me. And so it's okay to rejoice in the Lord in the ways in which we have been blessed with gifts and talents and uh, and to say thank you and 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 to praise God for, you know, for that gift and not worry, you know, um, that we're taking too much joy in it. You know, like, come on, just Enjoy right. the moment. Well, you know, I, I and,
0: and... yeah, I like the phrase you said. Rejoice in the Lord, and but also as you're talking about, you know, that people have told you they enjoy your homilies. I, I bet your homilies have gotten better over the years with more experience. But also, I would presume, as is the case for for pretty much any priest, you will have spent time studying and honing your public speaking skills, studying homiletics. You know, things that again, you might naturally be gifted in public speaking, but you've you've invested in that area of yourself to allow that to kind of shine through even better than it could have if you didn't take the time to invest.
1: Right, and, and the other thing that I would say that I think is uh, germane to the conversation of the talents, one is appreciating the richness of that gift and always feeling so very uh, fortunate and also um, a little uh, fearful in the holy sense of the word fear fearful, that i I can't take this for granted that this is something that I need to continuously invest in. And so the same in the same way the 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 talent that has been given is to be multiplied and you can't just sit on it and say, well, I've got this gift, you've really got to, uh, to find ways to never, ever, ever take it for granted and to always, um, you know, act as if, you know, hey, this gift could be gone tomorrow, you know, and well, what would I do then, you know? And so I, I think there's a there's a, a holiness about um, that appreciation. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, again, talking with Father Mike Martin here on The Inner Life and our phone number eight 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 nine one four nine one four nine triple eight nine one four nine one four nine as we talk about the gifts, the abilities, the talents that God has given each one of us, how we use those, how we not simply use them, but also how we can develop those, invest in them so that there can be that greater return for the kingdom of God, that there can be the impact on the salvation of souls. And how has God worked in your life? How have you seen that gift or that ability, and you've been able to invest in that? Maybe you have a question about how you can develop that gift, that ability, that talent in your life. Our phone number to call in and speak with Father Mike, 888-914-9149. Father, when we come back, let's talk about maybe if I'm somebody who is in the later years of my life, if I'm worried that, boy, there's a lot of time I didn't use well, you know, developing and using those talents— if, uh, if if it's kind of getting late for me, is there still hope for me? Let's talk about that when we come back. Here on The Inner Life, you're listening to Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. This hour is sponsored by St. Gregory Recovery Center. Helping you or a loved one live a substance-free life. Information at relevantradio.com gregory. That's relevantradio.com gregory. Thanks for joining us here during this hour of The Inner Life on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Josh Raymond speaking today with Father Michael Martin, a Franciscan priest and the pastor of St. Philip Benizi Parish in Jonesboro, Georgia. Today, talking about how we apply what we hear Jesus tell us in the parable of the talents. And that's found in the 25th chapter of St. Matthew's Gospel. Uh, if you joined us late, then I would encourage you to go back and listen to the entire hour of the podcast. You can find that at our website, RelevantRadio.com, or on the Relevant Radio app. And uh, producer Nick, he'll have that posted here just a little bit after the broadcast ends. Um, also, big thank you to Nick as he's helping produce today. Thank you to Thomas, who is on the phones helping to screen your phone calls. And again, our phone number, if you'd like to join the program, 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149. And Father, I want to get to some phone calls, but had posed to you a question just before the break. What if I am in the later years of my life? You know, if maybe I'm, I'm retired, my kids are all grown, they're out of the house, I really don't have that much direct impact on many people anymore. But I'm worried that I didn't use some of those talents that God gave me as well as I could have in most of, you know, the earlier portions of my life. Is there still hope for me? You know, what can I do if I feel like I've kind of wasted time in trying to develop, invest in those talents? And here I am saying, I don't know how much time I have left. What do I do?
1: Yeah. First of all, I'd like to welcome you to the human race uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and all of us look back and right. say we we wasted uh, this and that. And uh, just uh, actually it was part of my homily this morning about, you know, regret as a waste of spirit, you know, that it, it's helpful at least to acknowledge in conscience what maybe what we should have done. But to dwell there, uh, it's just uh, it, it, there's no benefit. So the, the second thing I would say is that uh, we are never too old to uh, be investing in others. And in so many ways, supporting uh, people who are um, younger than we are. And just by the affirmation that we can give, uh, that, that's a gift. I mean, and, and in particular, you know, if, if we can mentor uh, people in the areas where we have been gifted, uh, I think that that's another huge way in which uh, in our later years, we can, um, allow our gifts to still be multipliers. And lastly, and, and, you know, this might sound crass, um, but I don't care. Um, I, I, I think, uh, estate planning, you know, taking seriously, uh, and again, you can say, well, I don't, you know, I, I, I want my last check to bounce, you know, like I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to die with uh-huh. zero in my pocket, but, um, no, I mean, I think, um certainly you know to care for our families and the like is important, but also to take what uh, we have amassed, small or large, and say how can I invest this in in some way that is going to have a life beyond me? Um, and lastly, I would certainly say, you know prayer for our families. Yeah, sure that uh, that's a, you know the greatest uh, talent that we've all been given. Um, and, and we can use that well in our senior years as well.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Where you didn't have the time, maybe when you were working or raising a family now, you have so much more time to devote to prayer. Um, so father, let's go to the phones again, our phone number here. If you'd like to join the program, 888-914-9149. Anna Marie is calling in from Minneapolis. Hi, Anna Marie. You're on the air with father Mike. Hi, father Mike and
1: everyone. Um, Okay, I feel like my question kind of goes with what you guys were just talking about, but it's on the different side of life. Um, So I find myself um, having built up a lot of, like, worldly success, and I've, like, gone to law school, I've, you know, done all of this, and now I find myself um, with a decision to stay at home with my daughter and any other children that God blesses my husband and I with. And um, just wondering about kind of the question of talents and how I think sometimes talents can get really tied up into worldly ambition. And we feel like we're wasting our talents if we're choosing to invest in our families and in that part of our vocation that God's called us to. So I just kind of want to hear your thoughts about my life. (laughs) (laughs) Anna Marie, thanks so much for calling. And and certainly uh, uh, congratulations, I guess, on not only your your worldly achievements, but also the, the joys that have come uh, in your family, and and I, I would say to you, you know, you you've indicated um, probably the main obstacle, and that is, you know, by whose standard will I measure my life, or will my life be measured? And ultimately, uh, there's nothing that this world can give us um, that uh, that helps us to see with the eyes that Jesus uh, has for us and our ultimate destiny. Um, Secondly, I would say there are seasons in life, you know, and you had a wonderful season as a dedicated student, you know, you did well in high school and college, and then you went on to law school and then you went out into the career world and probably made a difference there. And that was a wonderful season. And now you have this other season. Um, And believe me, I I've known, um, some really fabulous women whom I admire greatly, who, um, did what you, what you're doing. And then in an, in a next season, once their kids were, you know, a little more self-sufficient, you know, but they went back and did pro bono work or they, you know, they brought that, that, that gift to bear in other ways without necessarily, you know, maybe taking back on a full-time practice. So, don't think that that time was wasted. Um, it, you used the season well, and now you're in a different season that's going to call forth from you a whole host of other talents that God has blessed you with as well.
0: Anna Marie, thanks for the call. And you know, this is one of those topics because my wife, she and I made the decision years ago. She was working um, with when when we had our first daughter. And when we had our second daughter, we just decided, you know, that was the priority for one of us to be at home. It didn't necessarily have to be my wife. It could have been me. But um, I I will say (laughs) the the reason our family works is because of how amazing she is and all the ways that she takes care of so many different aspects of our our home. Um, But she is she has a higher level of education than I do. Uh, I would just say she's flat out smarter than I am. So I, I absolutely recognize that there is so much potential that she could be doing other things. But I think that's, uh, again, kind of going back to what you said earlier, Father, you know, when I asked you the question of, you know, if if I feel like I've wasted kind of my life, you know, that I haven't done as much as I could have done. I think also on that side of, is there a lot of potential in your life and, you you're not going to be able to do everything that you see you possibly could do that's another one of those well welcome to the human race you have to right. make decisions you have to say well what is the priority and i think you know the the easiest way to discern some of those i mean you can you can correct me here at any point father but if if you if your heart really is leaning towards I want to be here with my kids, you know, my, my one child and any other children that God blesses me with, that's where my heart is. And we can do that financially. My husband is supportive of it. That kind of answers your question right there in my mind, father.
1: Yeah, I, I certainly, you know, our heart, uh, uh, united with, with Jesus, um, leads us, you know, where, where we're supposed to be. And, um, and so I I think you're spot on. I, I think the tougher challenge is when um, you have a person, husband or wife, who, um, you know, now are, are parenting, but still feel very committed to the talent that they've been given in the professional world, and are not quite sure how to Uh, You know, if it doesn't mean that they're being, um, you know, they're being stingy, you know, or selfish if they continue to pursue their career. Oh, that's absolutely right. Yeah. You know, that's that's, I think, a a much harder uh, issue. um, And uh, and and I think that requires a lot of prayer and a lot of conversation within the family. um, And and to just ask, Lord, where where do you want me to be here? Right. You know, and, and, and listen to your heart.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's not a one size fits all answer necessarily no. for no. every family no. situation. It's going no. to be what is right for your family. Uh, Father, we're down to just about a minute and a half here, but let's try and get one more phone call on. Richard listening in California is calling in. Richard, really short on time, but just wanted to get you on before the show ends.
1: Yes. Good morning, Dom. I just want to let you know I'm a longtime listener, first time caller with Relevant Radio, and I am an ambassador for Relevant Radio now. And uh, I love the station tremendously, and I'm trying to do all I can to spread the word by having other people become a Relevant Radio listener.
0: That's beautiful, Richard. Yeah, thanks for calling in and sharing that. And Father, you know that that also I think is just a really natural way that you can say, well. I don't have to have all the words, all the answers myself, you know, whether it is relevant radio or, you know, there's all kinds of great resources online, but being able to just point people in that direction, you don't have to, you don't have to reinvent the wheel, so to speak, to be able to evangelize.
1: No, and a lot of times, I mean, what's this person doing? He, he's sharing the good news. He's had a good experience and he wants others to know that same joy. And man, that's uh, that's a real. You know, there are, there are people, people who are like that, who just, they're, they're able to connect um, goodness, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Father, always an enjoyable conversation when you're on the air with us here. And I'm so sorry that the hour has gone by so fast. But <laughs> in uh, our last 30 to 40 seconds here, could I ask you to offer a blessing for our listeners?
1: Absolutely. Uh, God of all talents, uh, you created such a beautiful world and us in it and you empower us to use the gifts that we have been given to build your kingdom help us to always acknowledge the goodness of what you have created especially in us and allow us to want to bring that to bear to multiply that goodness uh, each and every day and may almighty god bless us the father the son and the holy
0: spirit Amen. amen All right. Thanks again, Father Mike. want to encourage you to join us here on The Inner Life tomorrow. We're going to be talking about one of the seven sacraments, anointing of the sick. What is that sacrament? When is it appropriate to seek out that sacrament? And what are the graces that we receive when we receive that sacrament? We'll be talking about that tomorrow. If you have any questions about the anointing of the sick, well... That's a great place to turn. We'll be taking your phone calls once again here on The Inner Life. Stay tuned. Mass starts in just a few seconds here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app.